What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Today we will be covering the last of the seven feasts of the Lord. This feast is known as Sukkot, or Feast of Tabernacle. There, you know, there's four days in between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and Sukkot lasts for seven days, biblically speaking. This is an interesting feast because it foreshadows a time that has not yet come, but you know, we'll get into that shortly. Sukkot is a fun holiday or feast of the Lord to celebrate, and at one point it was the biggest of the se- of the seven feasts. So you know, also it is one of the three feasts that was considered a pilgrimage festival, meaning everyone who was able had to travel to the temple in Jerusalem to celebrate it as commanded by the Torah. Interestingly, interestingly enough, the three feasts that required everyone to travel to the temple in Jerusalem was Pesach, which is Passover, Shavuot, which is Pentecost, and Sukkot, which is Feast of Tabernacles. So you have the seven feasts, and three of them are special in a unique way. And I love how precise and consistent God is with numbers and their significance. Seven and three are very significant numbers that um, that are talked about all throughout the Bible, but we'll save that for another discussion. But the three feasts that are set apart with a special requirement uh, of traveling to the temple in Jerusalem, they're, they're rather significant. Pesach celebrated God's mercy in that his judgment passed over them because of the blood of the lamb. And Jesus became that lamb uh, whose blood was poured out so that God's judgment would pass over those who put their faith in him. Shavuot, or Pentecost, was celebrated and recognized as the day that Yahweh revealed himself to the people of Israel when they arrived at Mount Sinai, when, you know, when the first two commands were given specifically, you know, as, and, and a covenant was made with them. So he, would, you know, he, he said he would be their God and they would be his people. You know, later, you know, Pentecost again was the day that God revealed himself to the people when he poured out his spirit on the disciples by way of tongues of fire and made a new covenant that the Holy Spirit would be with each believer uh, and would dwell within them, you know, and, and would never leave them. The one Jesus said would come after him. You know, then, then you have the third one, Sukkot, or Feast of Tabernacle. This one celebrates the moment when God's presence descended onto the tent of meeting or tabernacle and later uh, the temple in Jerusalem. You know, this tent of meeting was moved around when wherever the people of Israel went and it was the place that God's presence would dwell, you know, with, especially within the Holy of Holies. But more importantly, it signified that God dwelled among his people. The sukkahs built to celebrate Sukkot were hastily built huts to remember uh, the time when they were wandering and had to quickly build a shelter and take it down so they could move again. You know, um, however, the celebration of Sukkot commemorates God's presence dwelling among his people. That's what we should really focus on is that it, it signifies that God was there among his people and dwelt among his people. His presence was with them. You know, so the, the three feasts that stand out with a special importance or requirement symbolize three things. God's protection, promise, and presence. Those who trusted in the Lord and put their uh, and put the blood on the doorpost were spared from His wrath and judgment. And talking about whenever they uh, right before they fled Egypt, so 
you know, when they put the blood on the doorpost, they were spared from his wrath and judgment. Just like those who put their faith in Christ are spared from God's wrath and judgment that is to come. Secondly, God made a promise at Pentecost or Shavuot at Mount Sinai. And he said, now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Exodus 19.5. Then, of course, we know they received the Ten Commandments and entered into a covenant relationship with God. Likewise, Jesus made a new promise that anyone who puts their faith in him and follows him will have eternal life and that he would send them an advocate to guide them in their walk, in, in their Christian journey. Thirdly, God's presence stayed and dwelled with the people in the tabernacle or tent of meeting and later the temple, and God dwelled among his people, Just, you know, like he did in the garden when he would walk with Adam you know, in the garden, Adam and Eve and stuff. God, God desires to walk among his people, to, to dwell among his people. So, you know, anyway, just like Jesus uh, said, John 1, 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God in the person of Jesus literally walk, uh, walked among his people. Just like when Jesus reigns from Jerusalem during the millennial kingdom following the tribulation period, Jesus or God in the flesh will once again dwell among his people. That is what Sukkot celebrates and foreshadows. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to live with us and uh, guide us in our Christian journey. But one day he will once again dwell among us as he did before. You know, almost as he did before, except this time it will be in all his glory as the King of kings and Lord of lords, the ruler over all. Now, I love Sukkot because it speaks of hope and celebrates a time we should all look forward to, a time of peace and joy as Jesus dwells among his people once more and rules over all the earth personally. What a great day and time that will be. In fact, in ancient Israel, Sukkot was a, was a joyful feast that everyone looked forward to. So they simply referred to it as the feast. Like I said before, in biblical times, Sukkot was the most important uh, and looked forward to holiday you know, out of all of them, really. It symbolized a renewed relationship with God, that the sins of the people were atoned for and the, that the relationship, their relationship was renewed with their creator, with their God. The joy they found in celebrating that renewed fellowship with Yahweh is the same joy we experience when we accept the work of the cross and the atonement Jesus made. When we accept Christ as our you know, as as our Savior, we accept Christ, our fellowship with Him is renewed. I'm talking about our fellowship with God is renewed. And you know, the way it was broken uh, when Adam sinned and plunged mankind into sin. You know, at the cross, our fellowship with God is renewed, uh, and that's so powerful. You know, the fellowship may have been broken in the garden, but it was renewed at the cross. Sukkot also served as a reminder of how God is the great provider and how he provided for them in the wilderness. The Sukkot, uh, or the Sukkot was a symbol of God's covering, uh, uh, protection, and provision. For, their, for the believer today, it is a reminder of what we get to look forward to, the coming kingdom of our Savior when He will once again dwell among His people physically. You know, referring to that millennial kingdom, that thousand-year reign. But during that time, all the nations will come to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. 
Check out Zechariah 14.16. Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem, talking about the tribulation period, the end of it, will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, and to celebrate the festival of tabernacles, or Sukkot. At the end of the Great Tribulation period, after the Battle of Armageddon, those who enter the Millennial Kingdom, along with those who are born during the Kingdom, during that Kingdom, during the thousand-year reign of Christ, will travel to Jerusalem each year to celebrate the Festival of Booths or Sukkot. You know, essentially all people in the Millennial Kingdom, Jew or Gentile, will celebrate Sukkot as they rejoice together in the presence of Yeshua. Sukkot symbolizes God's provision for his people. It reminds us that God desires to dwell among his people and that one day he will dwell in the presence of the, uh, we will dwell in the presence of the Almighty in his Sukkot, his temple. However, the thing that jumps out to me is the emphasis God puts on rejoicing in his presence. Biblically speaking, Sukkot was to be celebrated for seven days. Remember, seven represents a sense of of fullness or completeness. It's complete perfection. God equates rejoicing in his temple, I'm sorry, rejoicing in his presence to complete perfection. That's how important it is to get along with him, to stand in his presence and rejoice. Rejoice over the fact that God, the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things wants a relationship with you and wants to express his love for you. As a child of God, you are blessed and highly favored. The whole world could come against you and they would still be outnumbered when he's on your side. In closing, Sukkot reminds us of the importance of just being in God's presence and rejoicing over who he is and what he has done and will do for you. There is a sense of peace, a calmness that sweeps over you when you are rejoicing in his presence. The seven feasts of the Lord were annual reminders of what God had done for them, and they were meant to bring the to bring the person and nation's focus back in alignment with him so they could continue to walk in His grace and mercy and enjoy the fellowship that God intended for them to have. The seven feasts were also meant to foreshadow the one who would come and fulfill all seven feasts. Like all of Scripture, the seven feasts were and still are all about Yeshua. All about Yeshua. All about Jesus. Along with the rejoicing, along with rejoicing in the presence of, of God, the nation of Israel was required to live in a sukkah during this feast as a reminder that God is their provider. Let us live in a way where we constantly are reminded that He is still our provider, Jehovah Jireh. God, thank you so much for all that you do for us, for all the ways that you provide for us. I am grateful for the many lessons learned from studying your word. I am grateful for the seven feasts and the importance of their message. I pray that others would hear the message of this podcast and that it would add value to their life and their walk with you. As we continue to walk by faith, give us the wisdom and discernment we need to make decisions that bring glory to your name. Let us continue to be a light in a dark world, a city on a hill. You have fashioned us for your purpose, so let us be a blessing to those around us today. Amen.